HVAC 360 is brought to you today by our unofficial sponsor, the Duluth Trading Company. Uh, this one's real, folks. If you've never tried ballroom jeans or drying the fly pants, you are missing out. These high-quality clothes really provide the crouch without the ouch. You know, personally, I own like a half dozen pairs of these pants, and they are absolutely fantastic. They're my favorite, and, you know, they're my preference. If you, if you see me walking around and I'm wearing pants, more than likely it's going to be these Duluth Trading Company pants. So, and you know what? Even better is that they, uh, I have had on occasion, very few occasions, um, had to use their no bull return policy. And, you know, it's great. It's really great because it, it's exactly that. Um, you just say, hey, you know what? These pants, you know, were worn in this area. And they go, just pick out another pair. And I did. And we went about our way. So it was really, uh, really great. I really love the Duluth Trading Company. And I would encourage you to just go. Go visit them. All right. Hey, welcome back. Matt Nelson here, your host for HVAC 360, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. Each week, I'm either sharing information and lesson learned from the field or talking with industry experts this week's topic comes from a question that I got from an attendee at one of my presentations. The question he asked was, on a pump that has a VFD, why would there be a requirement to trim the impeller? Hmm. That was a very good one. It stumped me. I didn't know. Let me state again for the record that I do not know everything. Um, I don't know anybody who does know everything, but... Um, <laughs> It, it's it's certainly not me. So I just want to be a uh, I just tend to be a little chronic oversharer for your benefit. And I did a little research. As luck would have it, I was looking through some articles uh, from Norm Hall, who was with RML Detman, and uh, he produces this Monday Morning Minutes mailer. And uh, you know it, it really is good. Um, I'll put it in the show notes as far as linking up to it. But I found a good answer to that question in something that he had written. So. Again, I would like to state that this is for information only. You should, if you should need to know the answer to this question, please do your homework, your own homework, as you are responsible for your designs. All right. So the first thing we have to look at when we answer the question is, is where exactly this information um, or this kind of requirement, where some of the things might be. Now, this is actually in code. This is from the energy code. Um, and depending where you're living, that might be something different. You might have an older code. You might have a newer code. And again, that's where your own homework resolves. Um, this one, you know, and I, I think I, I find it a little bit, little bit odd. Um, you know, here in Ohio, it's, it's, it's mostly just you can use a couple different energy codes. Um, one of them, I think, is uh, the ASHRAE 90.1 2010 version. It might be the 13 version, but I'm not... 100% on that right now as I speak. I should be, but I don't know. I'd have to look it up each time. So this 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 little snippet isn't in, in code, but because it's in ASHRAE 90.1, it is therefore in code. So you have to look at some of the reference standards that code will tell you that, you know, this is what it, it covers. And sometimes when they do that, uh, when they adopt ASHRAE 90.1, they'll say, okay, we ad adapt the ASHRAE 90.1 is the energy standard for buildings except low-rise res residential buildings. That would be 90.2. You have to look there. But 
If there's any exceptions, they will list them in the code. So there weren't any exceptions. And so what you have in ASHRAE 90.1 2013, and it's the same for 2010, so it really doesn't matter, is in the hydronic systems balancing. Uh, this is 6.7.2.3.3 for those of you playing along at home. Um, and that is the, the code, uh, not the code, but the, uh, the ASHRAE standard um, section. So 6.7. And this is a really just submittal. So this is, it deals with hydronic systems balancing. So hydronic systems shall be proportionally balanced in a manner to first minimize throttling losses. And then the pump impeller shall be trimmed or the pump speed shall be adjusted to meet design fl flow conditions. All right. So the operative phrase is the pump impeller shall be trimmed or pump speed shall be adjusted. All right, so there's a couple exceptions to that rule when you're dealing with a hydronic system. If you're dealing with a pump that has a motor that's 10 horsepower or less, you, you don't got to do this. You don't have to follow this. Um, also, if your throttling results in less than 5% of nameplate horsepower draw or 3 horsepower, whichever is greater. All right. I, even though I said that, it's very confusing because you have to read this a couple of times to really get get into it. So if the basically what they're saying is that if you have a, have a small motor, 10 horsepower or less, you don't have to do this. If you have uh, throttling results that are close to what your design requirements are, y you don't have to do it. Okay. So either of those exceptions, you, you get away with having to uh, trim or... Uh, adjust the pump speed of the motor. All right. However, if you don't, you're going to have to do either one of the other. And, you know, I, I guess the article points out, and this is nice, because it was what's all involved. I mean, if you put a VFD on, that's pretty, you know, plain and simple. That's all electrical connections, you know, connected it up, and you're done. What about reducing the size of the impeller? Well, if you didn't order the impeller at a certain size, uh, you're going to get a full-size impeller with the pump. So you have to be able to drain the pump. You have to remove the impeller, uh, trim and balance the impeller. And if you haven't seen the video on how to trim an impeller, it's, it's fascinating. I could watch it all day. But go and take a look. I'll leave a link in the show notes to a video that, that actually shows you uh, or shows someone trimming an impeller. Then you have to reinstall all the parts, and if, you know, the seals, you know, the seals, you might as well replace the seals at the same time um, if they're, you know, if there's any any degradation at all, the pump seals. So those are that's really what you do when you have to change out an impeller. You take it, you reduce the size, you put it back in, and you have new flow characteristics. So back to the question. Yeah, would you ever really have to do both? So, if you didn't have a VFD, then you would have you would have to trim the impeller, unless you met one of those two exceptions. If you did have a VFD, then you wouldn't have to trim the impeller, except there's a couple different say, you know, scenarios, and this is where it kind of probably gets involved with, and that's where this, the the question comes from. You really have a couple different things. If you have a bypass, and a lot of times you're going to have a bypass on a a VFD drive, and that is something that if something goes wrong with a the drive, then you can basically just bypass it to give it full power. So 
Having said that, and this is something that you can either do manually or automatic, this bypass. If something goes wrong with a pump, you know, and it'll go to 100% speed, you're going to basically lose the speed control. So this may be an acceptable solution in an emergency situation. Um, and, you know, if it, you know, approved by the, the inspector, if the inspector really doesn't say anything, um, it might just be an acceptable as an emergency situation. But the article also points out is that um, the pump operation might be at a place where you wouldn't want it operating in the first place. Um, it's operating due, and it would actually um, shorten the pump life, could overpressurize the system, uh, or it could cost additional energy. So you might not want any of those things. So if you don't want any of those things and you have a VFD, you might still want to trim the impeller. Um, if you have an inspector or somebody who says, you know what, you got you to trim the impeller, you know, that, that also kind of you know, plays into it. But as a designer, um, if you're concerned about those things, shortened pump life, overpressurization, or energy cost, especially when you're dealing with something that's in a, a critical function for your facility. Um, if it's not so critical, eh, maybe you could do, deal without it. But if it's critical, you, you may want to do both. So you can have, and, and that way you know that uh, you know, the, the actual uh, VFD is going to operate at a higher speed, um, but you're not, again, you have the trimmed impeller, so it doesn't really matter. And if you have the bypass, you know, so what? It, it was operating you know, up there to begin with. You know, it just won't be able to back down or anything like that or do any sort of, you know, variable speed. All right. So that's it for that topic. So that kind of answers that question. And again, you know, thanks to Norm Hall for uh, the article that he wrote. And uh, I hope this was interesting to you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you learned something. If you know somebody who's looking to have the same question, um, consider passing this episode along. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, consider joining the growing community over at HVAC360.com for some more weekly goodness. And I'd be greatly honored if you would not only subscribe to our YouTube channel, even though you listen to it normally on your podcast app, uh, If I would also like if you would consider leaving me a rating review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps get the word out and let, know, uh, let people know that they're, you're enjoying this content. So I really do appreciate that. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, this is a wrap for this episode of HVAC 360. I'm Matt Nelson, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. And as always, know what you build and share what you know.